The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode. The name of the episode, yes, it has a proper name. The name of the episode is David Palpatine. All right. Uh, it is a, a great to uh, get together with uh, my friends here on the show. And uh, we, we, well, we got together. Uh, it's explained in the show. I'm, I, I don't want to give away everything, but uh, we, we cover a lot of ground on this episode. Uh, shows being renewed, shows being canceled, uh, things like that. Um, had a good time. Good episode. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. And of course, our, uh, our uh, Patreon is always there for you. Yes, this episode and this podcast is free to you always. But if you want a little extra, a little something, during the week we, we always put down one or two things at least a week that you won't get on this free show. Videos, audio content, things like that uh, on our Patreon. And it's very affordable. If you go to patreon.com slash geekshowpodcast, got to type out the whole thing, geekshowpodcast, and uh, our stuff is there. Uh, I'm glad you like my booberry video. <laughs> so uh, go there and uh, help support the show during these trying times. We know that it's tough for you as well. A little extra, you know, to help keep us uh, going. And uh, we we thank you for that. And, of course, this uh, episode and this podcast will continue to be for free for as long as we can do it. Uh, we want to thank our uh, sponsors, longtime sponsor, uh, Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Always good to go in there uh, with your masks on. That's one of the things. And uh, they've got hand sanitizer and everything there. Hold service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previous catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Also, Haster Games, locally owned and operated here in Salt Lake at 6831 South State Street. Time to unplug and play a board game from Haster Games. Uh, they've got their fall sale gearing up for it. I'll tell you about it coming up later in the show. they got all, all kinds of great deals for you and uh, stuff from Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to tell you about that coming up in the show. And they're still doing their drive-up service if you want. You go to HasterGames.com, buy your stuff, pull up to the store, call them, and they'll bring your stuff out to you. Haster Games, locally owned and operated, 6831 South State. Haster has it. All right, let's get to this episode. David Palpatine. He's a fine boy. Please to enjoy. And welcome back to your respective and our respective basements, bedrooms, boudoirs, and bunkers, and... uh, Barns. This is weird. We're, like, so, like, productive today. We're, like... Well, we're just like right on it on time yeah. it's weird crazy you guys, stuff. i feel Aren't like you, i need to warm up were you guys a little hungover from last night just a little no i was i, had, uh, I don't drink so <laughs> i had a lot i had i had two beers i had three mountain dews I had <laughs> a lot. yeah i was talking to tony specifically are you a little i'm okay i had some water we're good i had <laughs> a lot i had a lot i didn't well we know today. <laughs> feel good. Well, I bought I bought those beers. I went to the liquor store and I bought those beers because I knew uh, some of you would want them. And, and then yep. uh, Re- uh, Rebecca's uh, fiance brought uh, his beers. Ke- 
Ketos, yeah. Yeah. Which we were expecting to leave for you guys, but then Sue was like, no, take these. Yeah. <laughs> we're not a... We're not a beer family. We're really not. That's yeah, what beer, I thought. Beer yeah. and fruit go in the same category in the Jackson household. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wine, wine family, wine. It's two hundred percent. It was nice to hang out with you guys after the week we've had. Uh, we oh, uh, very much needed. Yeah. yeah, let me let me catch everybody up. We uh, we haven't seen each other since when? Uh, March. March. Like March. March, March was the last time we were in the basement here recording. And, we hadn't uh, uh, we hadn't started the podcast project at my job yet, which started on March fifteenth, and <laughs> we we stopped doing in person recordings before we launched the work yep. podcast. Yeah. So and uh, so it was uh, my dear wife Sue who said, "You know what? I I can measure it out here in the backyard, and we can figure out a way to have everybody over and their their spouses and partners over." And just, you know, have some sandwiches or pizza or something and uh, just hang out and talk because you guys haven't seen each other in so long. So thank it you, was, Sue. It yeah, was Sue. the most organized party I've ever been to. <laughs> well, you Sue don't fuck to, around. No, she, yeah, she doesn't fuck around. You should have seen her out there earlier in the day with a tape measure. I'm not, oh you know, oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know. But I, I believe I'm it. hoping I believe it. Sue's... I'm hoping Sue's available to plan my funeral when I pass because oh, I think, she'd be happy I think too. it'll be exactly in the spirit of how I want it. Just organize <laughs> everybody in, out, pay your yeah. respects, go sit over there. That's your spot. <laughs> and that's kind of how I want it. None of this, no sadness, no time to talk. I don't want anybody doing any oratories. It just like, just Come say in, respects. You don't want a geek show stand up <laughs> comedy funeral? You don't? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite part We're was good. We, all... we put on good funerals, man. We're good. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've got practice. We're good at I it. Mean... Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, every five years, whether we want to or not, we have a geek show stand-up <laughs> funeral. So, um, uh. let's, can we can we tell people who do not live in Utah what happened in Utah this week? Uh, oh, yeah. the storm. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. So Tuesday was supposed to be the first day of school for uh, Salt Lake School District that I happen to work at. And I get up, and you know, on the news it was saying it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty windy tomorrow. Watch out for high winds. Watch out for high winds. And I get up, uh, leave Jen's house at seven o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, oh geez, it is pretty windy. Oh geez. Oh boy. And uh, I get <laughs> oh, to this geez. area. Uh, I work in this area called Rose Park, and um, we had a full on. They were calling it what a land a land hurricane, right? Essentially, yeah. We had yeah. hurricane force winds. They weren't sustained. They were yeah. gusts. They were but hurricane gusts. level gusts. Yeah. But we uh, were getting like, 90. Up to like, what, 113 miles per hour? Yeah, 90 to 100 something. And uh, the area I work at was one of the hardest hit. And um, <laughs> I'm driving down the road watching trees, giant trees all over this city have fallen. 20, like, 100-year-old trees or something yeah. in... in uh, in Liberty Park. Yeah, yeah. Liberty Park, the trees were like over oh, yeah. so, over 100 years old. Yeah, yeah. devastated. Honestly. Just tragedy. And some of these trees at Rose Park are 80 years old, but yeah. blown right the fuck over. And I get a call from my coworker, and she's like, get the fuck out of Rose Park! <laughs> get out! And so I'm like, I'm going to get the fuck out of Rose Park. You know, there's no power! Shit's falling down! But I couldn't get out because there was branches everywhere. 
So I get out, me and this old lady, and I, I, to- I told you this guy's the story last night, but only once, I think. Only once. <laughs> um, only once. Uh, and <laughs> Tony has a better memory than we're uh, trying to be nice to him, Tony. Uh, oh, oh, certainly sorry. me. I sorry, <laughs> but yeah, me and this other old lady teacher uh, that worked at another school. We're moving branches with this other lady, and uh, the other lady gets blown the fuck down, and her, her skirt is all tangled up in branches. She can't get it up, and I have to like rip her skirt Whoa. to get her out and help her up. Mm. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Everybody, <laughs> and yeah, and then uh, most of, uh, there's a lot of people that still don't have power. This is yeah. yeah, there's been power outages in parts of Salt Lake County for over four days now. Yeah, yeah. we just mm-hmm. uh, me and Ed just got power back yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah, my yeah. power was out from thir- Tuesday morning to it came on at like Thursday at like two forty five in the morning. Yeah. So it's been quite a fucking week. So I mean, luckily Rebecca had spam in her apartment or her house. So that's yeah, a- we got yeah we got spam. I was <laughs> I was in like Monday evening full prepper mode. I put everything in the backyard into the shed, and I'm like, we gotta tie down everything that we don't want to blow away. I live pick in all the- of the tomatoes. I live in the. <laughs> I live in the more uh, in the more righteous county of the two, so we were we were okay. <laughs> oh, protected you guys, huh? Yeah, you guys were fine. Now Heavenly we, Father said, in, uh, "Not these guys." Watching. In, we're gonna get uh, the but north. These brown, but these brown people at Rose Park. Bam, bam, bam. Well, it's true. In the north part of of Utah County, we get winds all the time in the 30s and 40s mile per hour. Like that, that's so pretty you're normal. Used to it. And by the time the winds made it down to us on Tuesday and Wednesday, they were about a little bit more than normal. But for you guys, you guys got just well, beat. T- Tony, uh, Tony, and the people in the Utah County prayed away the winds. Yeah. Where <laughs> this up time here, it worked. up here, I I used my white privilege to. Uh, <laughs> What, That's what were right. they celebrating? We talked about that last night, didn't we? <laughs> Go out and just tell your trees. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I, was, I, I, I was pissed. I was pissed because <laughs> I spent Monday night, I was like, I heard the news reports that we're going to have high winds. I was like, we're going to have a power outage. And normally, because we don't live in the... We don't live in the uh, Kerry Jackson part of town. And so I was like, okay, well, we'll get a power outage and it'll be days before they get us back online and everything. And so, so all your ice I went... Cream. I don't have any. So I ran out I ran out to the what? garage and I was like, okay, statistically speaking, the, the winds will pick up at six in the morning. It's eight o'clock at night. This is just the right time to get a thirteen hour print on my on my printer going. <laughs> yeah. And so I got that started and then I ran around and picked all the tomatoes and got the chairs put away. And then I was like, cool. And then the power will go out sometime around six AM and then work starts at seven. And since the power will be out for two or three days, we could just party for a while. It'll be cool, yeah. right? So everybody's yeah. ready. So the power goes out five minutes before my print finishes. Which ruins <laughs> the print. You know, fine, whatever, cool. I mean, womp, womp. feel my pain, right? But then <laughs> the power comes back on an hour and a half later and just stayed on. So I didn't get the week off. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Gosh, dang I still it. had to work. I still had to work. I was using my phone's hotspot to do real wow. estate nonsense because people are still buying houses even if the wind is destroying them. I just I couldn't believe that you know I I had a neighbor whining because a tree blew over on his house and I'm just like wow cool bro but what about me having to work today? <laughs> I didn't get the last five layers of my. 
3D right, gun, right. I had to hand sculpt that shit. <laughs> we threw away so much food. So uh, I did. Uh, I did that, yesterday uh, too. That yeah. sucks. I'm. I feel bad for you guys. I really, actually, do feel bad for yeah, everybody. I was too. pretending well, to not care. Uh, <laughs> but Lee, you got the extra bonus. You got a. You had a. Uh, a toxic fire. Yeah. yeah. The day after. In your neighborhood. Yeah, Wednesday when like, the uh, like when the abandoned you know? the <laughs> abandoned dry cleaners and it's funny because I ran straight for it. It was like, yeah, "What are you doing?" You, I was like, "That smoke is green." That is, I know what that means. He was that is super John Holland Nightcrawler. He that's, was uh, on that's it. superpowers right there. Yep. yep. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, no. you guys. <laughs> I, I, like, what the fuck? Like, it just what they you're just like, oh my god. At this point, like if. On Tuesday morning, when I'm driving to school, oh yeah, Monday morning. I guess I'm skipping the first day. Um, <laughs> like if I'm driving down the road, I saw like fucking Rodan, fucking <laughs> flying, you know, shooting fire down on the on the city. I'd be like, oh man. Well, well it's uh, like I can't like say. To say, stay, thanks for staying on brand, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I told Rachel, like if the aliens actually open up a drive-through fast food restaurant that only serves humans, I'm be like, how did we get to December so quickly? <laughs> that's, that's not on schedule December until December. Already. It's like I, right. I, put, I put on Facebook, I was like, is there any way you could just tap out of a year? No. <laughs> like, mm, tap to, I'm done. I'm out. Unsubscribe. Just, it happens no uh, matter what. So uh, joining us here on the show today, uh, Lee George Cade, everybody. Look what hey, I made. Lee. Say hi. Is that, the, what I made. Is that your is that unfinished? Your yeah, that's what came off the print. Oh, I, fi- I finished it. This is <laughs> this is a 47-hour print. Uh-huh. Of a building I know. of some kind. Yeah, it's a ruined building. That's yeah, very cool. For all and my miniatures go on it. Right, because it's the audio medium. So let me <laughs> yeah. show you this thing. Oh, just, hold on. Let me just, feed it. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> There we go. You I that, was gonna say that, rub it on the mic. Yep. That's my building that I printed with my 3D printer. So wow, it's like I'm really there. Yep. He says to rub it on the mic. He's too tall, Tony. That's, mm. that's my old. That's my 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 motto right there. Rub it yep. on the mic. <laughs> Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or uh, on the Gadget Spot. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to rub on the mic right now, though. Oh, no. God. Wait, I found something. Oh, you can't hear it. I heard luckily, it. luckily, she had spam. She's Rebecca Frost. Uh, hi, I'm Rebecca Frost. Uh, I'm going to rub my switch on the mic because I was this close to losing three million in bells. But luckily yeah. I found someone who's selling turnips at 147 bells a nip. So Turnip.exchange, <laughs> Rebecca. Turnip.exchange. I know. I asked my friends first. I'm not going to go to the market. I'm going to ask my friends first. And he's uh, a known... <laughs> He's a known terror of women's dresses. He is Shannon Barnes. Hey. Only, only when it's necessary. All right. <laughs> okay. And we got our, our fearless host, Mr. Carrie Jackson. Host. Oh, hi. <laughs> Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. I, I like your friends, Mr. <laughs> I just, I just love right. that Shannon's, uh, Shannon's penthouse letter for 2020 was, Dear Penthouse, I never thought this would happen, this would happen, to, happen me. to me. I ripped a lady's dress to rescue her from a fallen tree. That's and then right. she ran away. <laughs> uh, all right, let's raise a couple of glasses. Oh, oh God. God damn it. We got two. Who we lose now? Two this week. Diana Rigg. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. Uh, yep. Yeah. Diana Rigg. Avengers, uh, 
the British Avengers and Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Lady yes. Tyrell. And whatever she did in between those two. Yeah. She did <laughs> a lot of shit in between. She actually did. Master... Was, wasn't she, she a Bond hosted... girl too? She was. She hosted Masterpiece Theater for like a decade. Yeah. yeah. She was uh, She was a Bond girl with George Lazenby. She was uh, uh, in Doctor Who. She was, uh, well, she killed uh, Tyrion Lannister, or not Tyrion Lannister, but... Uh, that little uh, Joffrey. That, she killed yeah, Joffrey. 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 Yeah. Poisoned she the fuck Joffrey. out of that turd. Oh. I love how she just she just looked at him and says, "Yeah, I killed him." Yeah. Uh, Tell yeah. Cersei it was me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 do you remember how happy that made you? Oh, when, oh when yeah. Joffrey so good. That scene was so good. Oh, was so yeah. good. She was also the um, inspiration for Emma Frost, the White yes. Queen. In an episode of the Avengers, she wore that exact white costume with the cape, the the thigh highs, and they had a blonde wig on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The entire Hellfire Club, the look and the feel of Hellfire Club was boosted from one episode of the Avengers because um, oh. Chris Claremont had such a hard on for that episode. She well, spends about seven minutes like whipping the shit out of a bunch of dudes. And yeah. uh, I want to amazing. go to there. I was like, oh, yeah, what episode great. is this? I'm just gonna track this. Down no, it, real quick. it's phenomenal. So. It's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, yeah, she was uh, she was 82. She died peacefully while sleeping. You know the way you all want to go. Just of uh, the old. Yeah, just of the old. She uh, is still due to be seen sometime in the future, uh, 2020 probably, in uh, production of Black Narcissus. Uh, Edgar Wright's oh, it's Edgar Wright's psychological horror film, Last Night in Soho, in 2021. That's where you'll see her again. Oh. Cool. So uh, there you go, Diana Rigg, and another one. And this one's just a little bit more personal because uh, it, a terrific artist. Let me play a little bit here for you. Oh, I read about this. Yes. Toots. Toots. Yep. Toots passed away? Toots passed away. I knew he was sick. No. He uh, was 77 from Toots, uh, Toots Hibbert, uh, the man who named the style of music reggae. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. He gave it its name. Yeah, because it was uh, just Stony Ska before that. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, and of course, one of my favorite uh, Ska reggae songs Pressure Drop. An amazing song. That is a bummer. Um, he, uh, front man of Toots and the Maytals, uh, had been in a medically induced coma at a hospital in Kingston. Uh, since the beginning of the month, uh, he was admitted in intensive care after uh, complaints of having breathing difficulties, according to his publicist. They're not saying yet that it was COVID because they don't have the test results as of this recording. Yeah. But uh, five-time Grammy nominee, uh, just amazing. He uh, he tells the story of how he came up with the name uh, reggae for reggae music. Uh, he began when ska was the most uh, popular music. He continued to rise during the transition to the slowed down rock steady and where uh, all the forefront of the faster, more danceable sound of the late 60s, the uptempo uh, chant, Do the Reggae, is widely recognized as, as the song that gave reggae his name. But he said, if a girl didn't look so nice or she wasn't dressed properly, we used to say she was stregay. I was playing one day and I don't know why, but I started singing Do the Reggae. It just stuck. Uh, he said, I might have stuck with calling it Stregay if I'd thought longer. That'd be something everybody would be dancing to Stregay music instead of reggae music. <laughs> uh, he just recently put out a new album. Yeah, this year. This year. And it's like really um, 
fitting for the times if you can find it. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite good. So uh, yeah. see, that's a toots. bummer, man. That is a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. All right, but we do have some good news though, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lead with this because I know you guys will be very thrilled to hear. Oh, Shatner died. <laughs> Whoa! Hey! Uh, he was, wow! He's gonna live forever. There you go. <laughs> he's gonna live forever. Uh, yeah. It's it's hard to kill Arnery. Yeah. Um, he's the avatar of Arnery. <laughs> Just keep going forever. He's gonna take root and keep going. Uh-huh. Hang on. Let me let me write that down. Avatar of Arnery <laughs> of Arnery. All right. Uh, no, this is uh, good news, and it just happened a few moments ago as of this recording. Doom Patrol renewed for season three. Yay! 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 Yeah. On only HBO Max. Yeah, good. good. We, yeah. we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other uh, having having now watched Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. um, I don't want it on CW. No, it doesn't it, belong on CW. It's, it's too dark for CW. It's too, it's too terrifying. Yeah. It's too yeah. bloody. It's too gory, and there's too much swearing. Yeah, there's a lot of swearing. HBO Max. I didn't understand how they were going to do that. I mean, they're no. not going to. It's not coming back. But if they did, if it did get a revival, it'd be HBO no, but, Max. But, but what's no the Doom Patrol uh, is there? I think this is pretty much signaling your your DC Universe app is just going to be for comics here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Now here's mm-hmm. here's uh, uh, Sarah Aubrey, head of uh, original content at HBO Max. Here's what she said: Doom Patrol came to HBO Max with an already deep and passionate fan base and has risen to the top as one of the most watched Max Originals on the platform. Good. Awesome. Which blows me away, because it, it is such a weird fucking show. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Well, yeah. I mean, it's let's, let's think so about it for much, a second, though. It's, it has so much heart. It's weird, yeah. but look at the other awesome HBO shows that are also super weird, maybe in a different way. Westworld, that's a weird show, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones Love, was super weird. No one expected Love, that to Lovecraft be. Country. Lovecraft is super weird. So yeah. it fits right in. Well, what I think, I I also think that it's people who are watching The Boys are checking yeah. out Doom Patrol because yeah, they're they're hearing that. about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says the series sits well in our portfolio. We're glad to uh, greenlight uh, a third season to continue its distinctive style of storytelling. That just means it's weird. Uh, that resonates so well with uh, critics and fans alike. So uh, that makes me go. so happy, especially considering if they if they stopped it at the end of the second season, <laughs> I I would I would not rest well because uh, <laughs> that shit rest. would not abide. For one, if I can find a fun house like that, I'm moving in. <laughs> Oh man, the what is his name? The candle maker? Is that the candle maker? Yep. See, you guys are way ahead of me. I'm only about yeah, three I'd... episodes in now. So yeah, no, you'll get to candle maker towards the end of the season. All I know is, is and it's like I told you guys last night, is that anytime Ellen Tudyk speaks or shows up on screen, I'm there. So good. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh shit! You know who Carrie hasn't seen yet? I was I was all excited trying to tell you about Danny the Street. I didn't. There's a there's a villain in the first season who is going to get right in your head. You're going to oh, love him. That he's scary guy? The scary guy. Yeah, he yeah. he's uh he's like if Freddy Krueger was cool. Oh. Okay. Yeah, like he's a nightmare monster and it's right. fantastic. So uh anyway, there's your uh, Doom Patrol season 3 on HBO Max exclusively not on the DC Universe app. I, I'm a, when it comes on, I'm going to drink every time Robot Man says, "What the fuck?" Oh, you're going to die of alcohol <laughs> poisoning. Uh, gonna, you will. He was stronger in the second season and I appreciated that. Yeah. Cuz the first yeah. season when he punched things, you know, 
Cool. The second season, he'd punch shit and it'd fly like 30 feet. So yeah. well, he's learning his powers. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, and then and we talked a little bit about this last night. It, just like every movie that you think is going to be released is just not going to be released. Uh, they pushed Wonder Woman uh, 1984 to Christmas. Uh, my wife's upset about that. She really wants to see it. Uh, Candyman. Candyman has been pushed back. To 2021. I finally saw a trailer for that movie. That looks scary. It does. That looks freaky. But uh, so that begs the question, um, because, you know, smart individuals who listen to other smart individuals. Are we the ones that they listen to? Because they're experts. No, I'm talking about Fauci here. Uh, uh, Has pretty much said that, you know, this shit ain't going away anytime soon. No, No. And, uh, you know, you sitting in a movie theater might not happen for at least another year. So the question becomes, what do the movie companies do? Do they sit on this stuff and wait? Or do they, like Disney with Mulan or with Bill and Ted, like they did, start releasing it on demand? Which, honestly, I am sort of in favor of. I hate to say that because I love the movie theater experience. I do, too. But I I want to see Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lee, Lee is firmly in the let them die, let the movie theaters die camp. Oh, if think, if people if people weren't fucking barbarians in the theater, I'd be all over it, right? But yeah. you spend you spend ten bucks a head to go someplace where people can't even have the uh, decency to shut the fuck up for two hours. I don't. That will ruin my day. I can't it turn it crazy. off. It's almost. It's like Rebecca watching episode two of of, uh, Lovecraft Country. When I had to go see Tenet, I had to take off my mask to talk during the movie. It was such a... No, but there's also also things like we watch Star Trek Discovery, which is as good as any movie. Yeah. And you get 10 hours of it. You get The Mandalorian, which is good or better than, well, shit, much better than uh, the last... Star Wars well, movie. We'll talk about that coming up. Yes, we will. But, <laughs> you know, I, I seriously think long-form storytelling is where it's at. The theater's cool. I just wish people well, would I think what behave. Yeah, and what needs to happen for storytelling in theaters is there's there's different stories that go better in different styles. You know, don't try to force a 400-page book into one movie. It's not going to work good. You, That's Lovecraft Country. Make that a long-form uh, you know, series ten a ten episode series or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's definitely room for good ninety to two hour movies, ninety minute to two yeah. hour movies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, speaking of uh, long movies or cramming a four hundred page book into a movie, uh, y'all saw the Dune trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I. Uh, cool. I'm I know gonna, how. Yeah, I, whatever. <laughs> I want to see it, and I hate I hate that book, <laughs> but I want to see the movie. I, I immediately thought of Tony when I saw the trailer because he, he he tried to make it through the book. Did you finish it? I oh, I finished it. No, I oh, finished okay. it. Yeah, right. I, I, that I finished that it. trailer kills me because it actually uh, we have a new term now because of Oscar Isaac's beard What's in that, that trailer. Oh, yeah, daddy. Yeah, brunch brunch daddy is brunch. now the war. <laughs> yeah. Brunch so daddy. I saw that. I just started laughing. I was like, oh, yeah, that's wow. definitely brunch daddy. How do I become so. a brunch daddy? Just, you got to grow that like fucking you know, beard. Let me just say, curse you, Dennis Villanueva, for, or Villanueva for making me want to... Vinuv. Vinuv. For Vinuv? making me want to expose myself to Dune again. All right. I, uh, well, I, I saw this funny post on Facebook where this uh, this girl was like, are we just going to pretend like there wasn't a giant butthole at the end of that trailer? Uh, it's, it's a set, <laughs> it doesn't look like a butthole. <laughs> 
Uh, now, the uh, director, who uh, loves these books and uh, says he's adopting the novel into two films, and they okay. shot them both okay. back to back, so this is the first part of it. Uh, he said that shooting on location was a non-negotiable part with the studio. He told they them they shot went, on the planet. They went to the Arrakis. To Arrakis. <laughs> yes. They, wow. Uh, wow. Holy authenticity. shit. Authenticity. Authenticity. Uh, God, everybody's said, going to space. He said he wanted to get <laughs> as close furious. to close to nature as possible for the film. He says uh, he t he was interviewed by Stephen Colbert because Colbert is surprise a Dune fan as well as a Lord of the Rings fan. He takes he picks two of the most difficult to read books in the genres and yeah and goes with them. Uh, his uh, he said my argument is is that they didn't shoot Jaws in the swimming pool, to which I immediately stood up and went excuse me. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. Sh they shot a portion of it in a swimming pool. Ben Gardner's boat was shot in a swimming pool. <laughs> Well, the head part, anyway. Anyway, Well, actually. Uh, actually. Uh, he says, you don't make the movie where the title is Dune. You need to see the real environments uh, so you're inspired by the infinity, it says. But a uh, huge cast, and it just looks great. And they swear it's going to open in theaters on December 18th. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, we'll see. Ha, 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 ha. I, I do want to see it, though. It looks pretty cool from the trailer. Flu season starts the beginning of November. None of your shit is opening until at least March, if not April. Yep. And uh, that's he, just that. And also, we didn't get to see um, Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Harkonnen Skars! in the trailer. Skarsgård! Okay, now, um, Harkon Harkonnen's the fat one, right? Yeah, the guy in the flying suit. Yep, okay. Uh, yeah. With all the boils? So yeah, they only I had think, the boils well, in the movie. I think, I think you see him for a split second coming out of like a mud bath. Yeah. Just a split second, yeah. but uh, he says you're not going to see Baron Harkonnen because he describes Harkonnen as his secret weapon. Oh, there you go. Your so secret quite, weapon. Like, remember uh, the the Lynch one, the Lynch movie. Mm-hmm. All the, those those one monsters had vagina mouths, <laughs> and now the uh, sandworms have the butthole the face. The butthole mouths, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Guild Navigators, yeah, yeah, with the. Yeah. Listen, all you had to do was that, tell me that this had a sarlacc in it, and then I would have been like, oh, okay, I'll, now I'll watch it. <laughs> this is like a, a, move, a sarlacc that still moves. <laughs> Quickly and leaves drugs in its poop. Oh, I could use that. It's the perfect sarlacc. The perfect sarlacc. After these messages, the messages will be right back. From something... Haster Games at 6831 South State Street in Salt Lake City. Unplug and play a board game from Haster Games. Their full sale is still in full effect. Asmodee, maker of great games like Catan, Ticket to Ride, and Pandemic, are having a buy two games, get one free offer at Haster Games from September 21st to October 18th. 15 different games from Asmodee's catalog, some of the biggest board games ever. All the details are at HasterGames.com. They're stocking up ahead of time because these games are some of their most popular. Magic the Gathering Zendikar Rising comes out September 25th. At-home pre-release kits and boosters are now available for pre-order. Zendikar is back with a vengeance. For Dungeons & Dragons, Icewind Dale is now available. Brave the Frozen North of Faerun in this Dungeons & Dragons adventure for characters level 1 through 12. From the Game of the Year designer of Wingspan comes Mariposa. You play a guiding hand for monarch butterflies as they migrate from Mexico up through the east coast of the U.S. to Canada 
and back again in a span of four seasons. In stock now. Haster Games, locally owned and operated at 6831 South State. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 on Sunday. Haster has it. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. And we're back. Okay. Uh, we've lost Rebecca. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Because I'm busy. Uh, she's hearing rumors that uh, Chris Evans' nudes have leaked. And, uh, and listen, so. here's the thing. I do not, I, I normally do not promote this. Like if a celebrity's nudes leak, please don't go out and find them. Like let them have their privacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, but if I want to see it. If they want to <laughs> show you their butthole, they'll show you their butthole. Oh, I saw the I, I saw the Dune trailer. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> was that Chris she Evans? To... <laughs> she wants to see America's dick. That's right. <laughs> and you know that'll be the headline for it when it gets on TMZ. Oh, America's. Yeah. Dick. That's how I it'll found be... out about it. Was a meme. Was a of meme. Course. Just like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, another trailer that uh, dropped uh, last week. Anyway, was the new one for Star Trek Discovery. Lee was talking about that earlier. Ooh. And boy, it looks pretty. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to avoid it. I, I want to go in totally blank. It's, well, I've got the uh, synopses here. All right. I'll listen to it. that. All right. Uh, the crew of the Discovery made a terrible sacrifice at the end of season two. You knew that. Uh, leaving their lives as they knew them behind and flinging the ship 930 years into the future, future, future. That's about the period of time we find out that Miles O'Brien was the greatest hero the Federation ever knew. That's true. The engineer. Yeah. Oh, He's the you, best. Did, did you see that on uh, on uh, Lower Decks? Yeah. Oh, was that a thing on... Uh, yeah. That's, a, th- that's oh, okay. a thing on Lower yeah. Decks. Okay. Because uh, Boimler, Boimler had a maneuver named after him, and he was so upset about mm-hmm. it. He's like, well, these things never stick. And then they, they flash forward like 500 years in the future, and the lady's like, and that's how the Boimler maneuver became one of the most important and revered traditions in Starfleet history. But he's not the greatest hero that Starfleet has ever known. That honor goes to Miles O'Brien. And there's a statue of Miles <laughs> O'Brien behind us. O'Brien. I gotta that's catch up awesome. on that show. Has it stayed good? Uh yeah, lower oh. decks. Yeah, this this it's last cute. episode. It's this, so fun. This last episode did a parody of uh, you remember Clippy on your Microsoft who would oh, stop yeah. up to stop yeah. up to help you. You know, how could you forget I, Clippy? It looks like you want to do this. Can I help you? Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's imagine a Star Trek uh, communicator badge. Awesome. <laughs> it looks in the holodeck. It looks like you're trying to do this. Can That's I help you? Awesome. I, I saw somebody made an actual clippy. They took a paper clip and they glued googly yeah. eyes to it. <laughs> we also <laughs> see and when, the when funny... they have when they're having problems at work, he pulls it out and he talks to it. We have these jokes like that that only people of a certain age are going to get, you know? Like, people younger than about me won't get that. We also learned that the most hated job on a Starfleet vessel is cleaning out the organic uh, waste tanks in the the, uh, holodeck. Holodeck. Yeah, and somebody's like, you mean they use it for that? And her response is, 
they always use it for that. Well, it's like they only use it for that. <laughs> they only use it for that. Uh, anyway, 930 years in the future where the Federation is in some dire straits of its own. Uh, it's up to uh, Michael and her friends to remind them of what the Federation fought hard to stand for. Uh, it's a a cataclysm called the burn, which we don't really quite know what it is. I guess we will once the show starts. And uh, again, it just looks beautiful. Uh, Starts on October 15th on CBS All Access right after uh, Lower Decks finishes. And uh, Michael Burnham is quickly becoming quite possibly my favorite Star Trek character. Oh, she's She's awesome. She's so fucking awesome. And uh, this show is just so pretty to look at. now, I love that they went that far into the future because now they are completely unhindered by any, like, uh, well, any canon that or, can't happen in this timeline, boy, blah, 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 you know. Did they just so masterfully put any issues that people could have with Spock having a half-sister with any of that shit? With, why didn't we know about this ship? Why didn't we know about the spore drive? Why didn't exactly. we know about blah, blah, yeah. blah? And they're just like, oh, well, because they put literally right I, on that. Yeah, Pike and the crew of the Enterprise had to hide it under fear of death. Yeah, uh, yeah so yeah. smart. Just so scotch. Yeah. good. And uh, Rebecca, the, uh, a new series regular on Discovery uh, is a cat. One of the, Okay, the, maybe uh, now I'll watch it. They're bringing the, a Kazinti in? Uh, an actual cat. It's, it's one of the... Uh, uh, this is uh, David Ajala's mysterious book is the name of the cat. Uh, okay. He's going to become uh, very close to the Discovery... Crew. Or maybe his character is named Book. But this guy has a cat, and it rides around on, on his neck. Oh, wow. You know, draped around his neck. and I uh, want one. Oh, <laughs> I thought you had two. And uh, speaking speaking of Lower Decks, um, it has been released. Jay has also now just texted me. I'm sorry. Breaking Chris Evans' nudes. <laughs> <laughs> What's, now, Jay couldn't make it today because he's playing Air <laughs> he's Force. He's working. But... He's but, he Air Force, but he takes the time for this. Yep. Yeah. Did you guys get the he's message this morning where he's work. like, I can't geek show today. I have to go to Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of Lower Decks, we have already heard that uh, some of the uh, Star Trek characters might be doing some cameos. First one, oh. Q. Oh, yes. Oh, I love Q. Fuck up. Q is John Delancey. Awesome. John Delancey, huh? And he's going to voice it, I hope, right? Yeah. I mean, what John else Delancey. is he doing? Uh, the creator of the show, the showrunner, Michael McMahon, is coming up in an episode. We do have John Delancey joining us, and he is playing Q in, oh, a small, in a small part. He says the whole episode isn't about him, but it's hard to make a TNG-era show and not have Q show up. So yeah. I think... So he'll he'll show up, and apparently he shows up in his judge's robes. That oh, whole, perfect. That so why would Q bother with a ship that specializes in second contact? <laughs> I, think be, it'll, I think it'll just, just be for, for fun. Yeah. I think it'll be for a quick joke, yep. and he'll I disappear. Think you're right. you know, a couple of throwaway I, lines, and then gone. I've yeah. loved John Delancey since he was Howie on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go way back. Uh, and uh, then the hey, other news... Traveled. The other news that we got this week, which is sad, uh, Venture Brothers has been in unceremoniously canceled <sighs> at Adult Swim. Come uh, so on. Just as I caught up. Come just on, as Adult you caught Swim. Up. What are you doing? Uh, our How many seasons Jack- did they manage? Seven. Uh, yes. Our wow. old friend Jackson Seven Public. Seven over 18 years or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Our old friend Jackson Public announced it on his Twitter page that after seven seasons, Adult Swim finally bringing the series to an end. 
after it was previously announced that it was uh, meant to come back for an eighth season. Yeah. So what that says to me is that uh, Adult Swim wanted to pay them less. And so yeah. they just went, probably. Yeah, screw you. No, uh, we're good. Yeah, because didn't Adult Swim didn't Adult well, Swim say like we're sad too? Later on, yeah, uh, they seemed they, surprised. Adult Swim did tweet afterward. Yeah, they seemed surprised <laughs> in the wake of the news that they're oh no, we're working uh, with the team to continue the Venture, Venture Brothers in another way. Well, so maybe maybe yeah. like a comic book or something. Or no, pog, pog form. Pog form. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. It, it needs to yeah. be Stupid. the cartoon. I need to hear the voices. Well, yeah, it's a, the, it's the a, voice acting is so good. That's it's what a, makes it so good. Yeah, it's a parody of those, you know, Johnny Quest cartoons uh-huh. that we grew up with. Well, so it's the same as everything. Yeah, it's the same when when they canceled Pushing Daisies a decade ago, and they're like, "Oh, well, we'll do some comic books to tie it up." I'm like, "Yeah, the comic books will not have the visual style. It will not exactly. have the the, the line music. delivery, the music, yeah, the exactly. music." Kristen exactly. Chenoweth. Yeah. Oh, oh Chris, best part. Uh, and uh, She's then pocket we... size. You could put her in your pocket <laughs> <laughs> and just walk away. Come on, uh, Kristen. No, I don't want to go. <laughs> and uh, then the other news that we got uh, last week was uh, uh, Walking Dead is essentially uh, well, not essentially. Walking Dead, the show is ending. Okay. Dead show uh, walking. Uh, the, uh, I get it. Previously announced 11th season of the uh, drama will be its last. It has been supersized to 24 episodes from its traditional 16 to stretch over two years. So it's going to be a while before it goes away. But then they said, as soon as that ends, we're doing a Carol and Daryl spinoff. Carol and Daryl. <laughs> Weren't they like the main characters anyway? So this is so, just like Walking yeah. Dead again. Aren't they the only ones that are left? Uh, of the original, let's see. Yeah, I thought you said the well, Didn't you say a couple episodes ago they were going to bring back Maggie? Yeah, she's back for the new season. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's their plans for that. Uh, and Maggie <sighs> was my favorite character on the show. So, so the whole premise behind the comic was: let's see what happens when a good man experiences the worst things that could ever happen to anybody, and that's the whole story of Rick Grimes. So mm-hmm. the TV show seems to be. Let's have Rick Grimes go through some shit until we find a fucking hillbilly with a bow and arrow and then follow him around forever. Who was not yeah. in the comic book. Yeah, Daryl right. was not in the comic book. You know, book. They, they know their audience. People well, love Daryl. Yeah. But Rick Grimes is getting movies. You know, they're, yeah. making, they're making mm-hmm. a Walking Dead movie with him. So I just love it that I, I dipped out of both of the, the, the comic book and the TV show for the same reasons. <laughs> I was just like... I could. I can't take this shit anymore. It's too depressing. <laughs> it's too bad for my mental health. I gotta go. No, I, I stopped. I, got, I stopped reading on the Glenn's death issue, and I haven't gone back. Yeah, I got to. I got to the the prison when they when they left oh. the prison, and Judith and the baby got killed, and everything. Yeah. I'm just they like, got blown, I not only killed, blow the shit, blown up by a tank. Yeah, got and blown I was just like, up. yeah, the world's already shitty. I yeah, don't need I'm this. Not well, read this anymore. That's the exact <laughs> issue. I but, stopped reading but, it too. But. In the show, Carl mm-hmm. had to kill his mother. Yeah, because she that's turned. Right. Yep. And so that's even more depressing. I I stopped no. watching the show when Carl shot himself, and I was just oh. like, I st- nope. I quit. I quit all the way back on like season three. I just kind of, <laughs> yeah. We stayed. Uh, with it. I mean, once they I, left, once they left Herschel's farm, what's the point? Yeah, I, I literally didn't. Herschel's I literally farm. didn't make it past Herschel's farm. I got halfway through <laughs> the second season when they pulled the well the well zombie out of Herschel's farm. I was like, eh, whatever. I remember <laughs> there was a whole 
a whole season of uh, of of our show that I, mm-hmm. I call uh, Lee Lee hates Herschel's farm. <laughs> we stayed with it, Sue and I, and uh, we we quite enjoyed uh, uh, you know what what it's been doing. But uh, I might go back to it. We we'll see. we are in the minority according to the ratings. It uh, the the last the season finale for the last season was its like lowest rated episode. Mm. So that's that's mostly why they're killing it, I think. But and then finally, this before we go to break, and then we got some. Uh, uh, tricking you into learning stuff and some Star Wars stuff we got to discuss coming and up. And some gaming okay. stuff. And some gaming stuff. Um, I have not seen this show, but I'm recommending it based on one thing. Hmm. And that is uh, Disney Plus has released a trailer, and I think that it's it, it may have started, the show may have started on Disney Plus, called Earth to Ned. Uh, it is a talk show starring an extraterrestrial puppet, Jim Henson Creature uh, Workshop, and the reason I'm recommending this show is because of the person who is manning the puppet and doing the voice. You may not know his name, Paul Rugg with two G's. Not Rudd? Not Rudd. Ah, Paul next. Rugg okay. with two G's. But he was Freakazoid. Oh! I've not seen the show. I'm recommending it based solely on that. <laughs> Fair enough. Because Freakazoid ruled. All right. After these, After these messages, messages. Be right, right back ish, I hope. Let's see what's happening at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection for the month of September. How about that? Shang-Chi returns in a brand new series written by Eisner Award-winning writer Jean Luen Yang. He is uh, American-born Chinese with art by Dyke Ruan and Philip Tan. This all-star creative team will take Marvel's greatest fighter on an epic tale of family, betrayal, and justice as they launch an exciting new chapter in The Legend of Shang-Chi. Also, Batman 3 Jokers, Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok team up to tell the long-awaited story of the Joker and what is at the heart of his eternal battle with Batman. After years of anticipation, starting in 2016's DC Universe Rebirth 1, the epic miniseries you've been waiting for is here. Find out why there are three Jokers and what that means for the Dark Knight and the Clown Prince of Crime. It's a mystery unlike any that Batman has ever faced. At Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, they are committed to providing you a clean, safe, and fun environment. And to that end, they are continuing to offer mail order and curbside pickup service to make sure you're safe out there. Contact uh, Dave at Dr. Volt's to find out what the deal is. Hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. I'm JD. And I'm Peterson. And we're two-thirds of the 3-Bit Gamer Show. Don't worry about the other third. Yeah, seriously, don't ask questions. Just listen to the 3-Bit Gamer Show for games, laughs, and Fred Durst. Find the 3-Bit Gamer Show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we're back. Okay. I've used this term tricking you into learning quite a lot uh, when it comes to genre stuff that you you think you're just watching a, a space show or a superhero show or something like that. And suddenly you're learning things that you didn't learn or hadn't learned. I didn't uh, sign up for learning. Um, um, I, and, I do it on a regular basis in the classroom. And <laughs> well, this is this because we talked about this last week about how Lovecraft Country has been uh, tricking us all into learning. Well, this is this will be good for I don't know if the kids want to learn this stuff or not, Shannon. But uh, Lovecraft Country 
now comes with a syllabus each episode. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, this is this is fascinating stuff. Um, Lovecraft, I'll just read you the article. Lovecraft Country has a lot of powerful, distinct intersections with black history, looking at the black experience with the United States during the time of which it's set through the lens of horror. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if people put together a list of resources and reading materials to help you better understand history? You are in luck. This was on io9 if you want to read this. Uh, whether you're an educator or a curious viewer, courtesy of Langston League, an education organization that uh, creates study materials with distinctly pop cultural relevance, Lovecraft Country now comes with annotations, reading suggestions, and information that turn a powerful period piece into real informational tool. Uh, and uh, so you can just uh, look for Langston League LLC or just Google Langston League Lovecraft Country, and it'll come up. The syllabi, they're snappy to look at. They're easy to understand. Lots of information there. And you could have a class unit built around the show if you were a teacher uh, or just, you know, do some learning on your own. That article was terrifying because... Yeah, that that article was terrifying because the episode uh, with Letty getting the house and the the white neighbors freaking out and burning crosses and all that shit. Mm -hmm. The incident in Chicago from that period of time that that's based off of it was a mob of 2000 white people that showed up to chase this family out of this house. Um, And then a similar size mob in Chicago also that same year showed up when a a couple of black soldiers showed up in a predominantly white neighborhood just to help a buddy move. And the mob showed up to chase him out thinking they were moving into the neighborhood. And we're talking yeah. thousands of people. Wait, what do you mean, Lee? They were in the north part of the country. Wasn't everyone right. not yeah. racist everything in was, the north? Everything was great in Chicago. Uh. <laughs> but uh, so I want you to think about and tell us about times that uh, genre stuff has tricked you into learning. Anybody? I got, I got one. I already called dibs on it in the break. <laughs> uh, Watchmen, by far. I, I had never even heard of the Tulsa, Oklahoma stuff. Nobody and, had. Hardly yeah. anybody had. And Unless you I, were black. If you were black, you knew. Right. You grew yeah. up with it. You were told that's part of the culture to tell you not to trust the fucking white people because they've never given us a reason or giving, given people a, a, a reason to trust them. So, mm-hmm. and that one is by far the most like stark, you know, uh, mm-hmm. easily pin pinpointable example of that in my life. Watching that, and then and then looking at the articles about it afterwards, and seeing what actually happened, and how mm-hmm. that was not like sensationalized for the show. That was accurate. Yeah, of yeah. what <laughs> happened in Tulsa. Yeah, and then and then on a more broader uh, perspective, uh, as I've grown up reading uh, reading and watching sci-fi. Um, things like Star Trek and just how the uh, how things should be in our in our culture mm-hmm. versus right. how they are. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody else? That was X Men for me when I was a kid, reading X Men, and my mom reading it. Oh yeah, because I was about ten, and it's uh, it was right after the Dark Phoenix saga, and my mom always read my comics first, and then she really loved X-Men, and I noticed we were broke as shit, and she was going and finding X-Men comics for me to read, mm. and then we ended up having the civil rights conversation, and that was, you know, I, it was kind of an interesting thing. She's like, yeah, these people are being persecuted because of what they were born as, and, and yeah. they have no, uh, you know, nothing about 
their life was something they chose. They they were born this way, and because of that, people hate them and are trying to kill them. And I was like, ah, which is kind of a that's how a heavy old? lesson to learn when you're ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask how old are you? See, I didn't start reading comics until I was probably sixteen or seventeen, but I, I loved yeah. the cartoons. You know, the Spider Man cartoon in the '90s and '90s X Men stuff like that. Yeah. And then I got mom... into I got into reading them, and so I was I was I was in college. When it, I finally put that together in my head, the X Men is an allegory for, you know, racial injustice and stuff like that. My mom was I, I was lucky because my mom was a huge comic book fan when she was a kid. She grew up reading in the fifties. She read all the Superman Bizarro comics, oh, and yeah. she hated that her dad was always trying to get her to read Supergirl and Wonder Woman. She wanted to read Superman, and she wanted to be a cowboy. And so, um when I started reading comics or looking at comics, she got excited because she saw Bizarro on the cover of a comic and she's like, Oh cool. Bizarro. And I remember being like 10 and going, Oh, my mom's cool. You know who <laughs> Bizarro is? Exactly. Well, and, and X-Men's also a perfect allegory for uh, LGBTQ. Uh, yeah. Exactly. A- any, any community like that that's yeah. been pigeonholed into, you know, uh, um, Shannon, I know you use it all the time. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I use it in a different way because I, you know, I don't go as heavy with fourth graders, but um, yeah. <laughs> what I was gonna, you know, it's uh, as stupid as this sounds. If you think about Quantum Leap, wow, um, deep cut, nice. Well, like because remember he would like they were really sneaky about it, right? For the the, the timeline, what was That's it in the eighties? Right. You know, they they'd have him jump into a um, mentally challenged person mm-hmm. oh, or yeah. a black or a black person in 1940 yep. that's right or this yep. and that or or a woman mm-hmm. yeah right and and just and you've got to see the experiences like i really think that's a show that could be rebooted. oh i'm sure oh, i'm yeah. sure they're looking you know, at it they've know, got to be for sure could, could you imagine what somebody like with the the freedom that they have to do that kind of storytelling now mm-hmm. could do that would do be that? awesome yeah. Do you remember the episode of Quantum Leap where he was in a he was in a black kid's body in like the late forties, early fifties, and they get the whole thing. They figure out who the secret clansman in the town is. They figure out the whole thing, and he's just yeah. sitting there on the porch, still in this kid's body, going, "All right, I'm supposed to leap. I'm supposed to leap. I'm supposed to leap." And then this 15, 16 year old kid, white kid, sitting there plunking away on a guitar, and he's singing, "Piggy Suey, Piggy Suey." And uh, he looks up at him and goes, hey, uh, buddy, why don't you try Peggy Sue? <laughs> yeah. And the kid starts singing Peggy Sue, and all of a sudden he leaps. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> uh, Rebecca, have you been tricked uh, into learning? Well, uh, yeah. I, 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 I was in a panic. Last five minutes, I've been in a panic because I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. I'm so bad when I'm put on the spot. Uh, and so my answer is a little bit more, uh, uh, like, mental and emotional. Hamilton way back when I actually like first started listening to Hamilton, the there's one line that like has actually stuck with me every day. And it's, uh, I am the one thing in life I can control. Oh. And uh, that really helped me on my own path of being like, yeah, like stop caring about what, how other people react. Like you can only control how you react. So exactly. I, yeah. I have accident. I mean, among other things from Hamilton, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's like point. Uh, but that's what yeah. I've accidentally taken away from Hamilton. Um, I'll go a, a little bit lighter. When I was a child, I didn't know what opera was. 
Ah, and, well, and then I saw. I know where you're going with this. Then I saw the cartoon Rabbit of Seville with Bugs yep. Bunny. Right. I didn't know that was a parody. I thought that was. <laughs> I thought that was just a thing they did. And then I found out. Oh, that, that's a that's an opera. That's a play. That's a thing. Okay, great. So Rabbit of Seville is amazing. Very funny. And then and, I had a really cool teacher in high school. Uh, Mr. Mackey was his name, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, Mr. he, Mackey. yeah, he pulled out Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and he let us watch it once, and then he says, "Okay, tomorrow we're going to watch this, this again." And I'm going to teach you about not only the legend, the true legend, well, the true legend, the legend of King Arthur, the, the stuff in the books, but I'm also going to teach you about that time and, uh, you know, about the, the, around those times, about what really, what, what really happened. And so he would start the show and then, you know, a minute or two, three minutes in, would stop the tape and go, okay, let's talk about this. Uh, you see these monks here who are hitting themselves in the head. And yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Well, here's what was really going on. And then he'd do 10 minutes and then he'd start the movie again and would go forward. Uh, oh, bring okay. out your dead. That's funny. Okay. But here's what really happened. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I bet he had a field day too with, uh, well, I didn't vote for you that scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't we, vote for you. We went down that hole too. So I learned an awful lot with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And the other thing that I, I learned was, uh, it's, it's one of my great shames that I love the movie 1941, Steven, Spielberg, <laughs> Steven Spielberg's forgotten movie. Your greatest shame. My greatest shame. <laughs> but I found out that about 50% of that movie is based on actual events. Yeah. There was Carrie, an I, actual, yeah, an actual like general, an actual general Stillwell. The paranoia on the West Coast was very palpable in Los Angeles at the time. And there was they, a submarine that surfaced and, during World War II off the was. coast of Los Angeles. Exactly. Yeah. So I, but I guess I, like Doctor Who, like Doctor Who's taught me a lot of stuff. Yes. Oh yeah, would. Oh would. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I think one of the things that we overlook too is if we if we get into characters that are worth emulating, you know, and watching how their stories unfold, you know, can oh, just yeah. teach us how to be good people too. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Exactly. Uh, you know, us, you know, stand up to the mob and tell them, no, you move. I mean, there yeah. are so many quotes and yep. in the genre. Okay. Uh, this happened, uh, this, this, uh, past couple of days and I wanted to bring it up because, uh, I just want to kick it around just for a few minutes. Daisy Ridley was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Now, Jimmy has been taking the summer off, and he's been having guest hosts. And it's all virtual. It's like a Zoom thing. And Josh Gad was the host. And he, of course, oh. called up Daisy Ridley. Cause they're, well, because they're, they're, they're buddies from the yeah. Agatha Christie movie they did together. Yeah. And he's always been, you know, trying to get her to spill secrets about the movies while yeah. they were being made. Yep. Well, she spilled something that nobody really knew during this interview. She was talking with uh, Josh Gad. Ridley revealed that at first her character, Ray, was going to be a descendant of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which is what everybody wanted it to be. Like the the love child of Sabine, uh, not Sabine, of uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Satine, the Empress of Mandalore. She said at the beginning, there was toying with an Obi-Wan connection. There were different versions. Then it really went to she was no one. And then it came to episode nine and J.J. Abrams pitched me the film. And it was like Palpatine is the granddaddy. 
said Ridley. Two weeks later, he was like, oh, we're not sure. And it kept changing even <laughs> while we were even while we were filming. <laughs> I hey, wasn't sure with that. Franchise. Yeah, have fun with billion that multi-billion dollar franchise and, and figuring out where you're going to go with the culmination of nine <laughs> movies. Now, I was I, I have been defending the, the last movie somewhat, not a lot, not really vocally. I yeah. didn't I didn't hate it you know it was it had its enjoyable moments but hearing that really bothered me because (laughs) i liked the the end of the second one i liked that ray was nobody so good and that anybody could have the force you didn't have to have a bloodline and i just went that's such a great message what a great story terrific and then the palpatine shit happened and now i found out not only did it happen but it happened just cause uh, it was, so last it, minute. Was J, it was JJ and his fucking red ball of goo shit that he's always got to do. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to present that to you guys and let you kick it around a little bit before we wrap and this up. They could uh, have even kept her as nobody and had that ending where she goes to Tatooine to bond with her adopted family. She could have changed her name to Skywalker, which was really fucking hokey. Um, but it was was like, it was like, instead of being about how anybody could assume the mantle of a hero and become great, that you have to have a dynasty, right? That you have to, you have to, Oh, and it's sad because you had really good actors in the, in those movies that I think were really dedicated to making something amazing. And I think, uh, I think that JJ was just following the model of, George Lucas, who made shit up on the fly as he went along. That's true. But you were establishing... That's the difference, though, is that when you're establishing the groundwork of those stories, then it's okay to fuck around while you're coming up with it. When you're trying to put the capstone on 40 years of storytelling and and actually, like, close out a saga... uh, You remember the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa became uh, disillusioned with American government? And there were a bunch of guys, there were a bunch of congressmen in Washington, D.C., and they're like, we just lost a little girl who loved America in Springfield. Oh, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) So I imagine the same thing happened when Episode Nine came out, and I went home and just went to bed. (laughs) I imagine we lost Lee. There was a Lucasfilm executive who literally turned around and smacked J.J. Abrams in the face and said, we (laughs) lost Lee Cade. (laughs) How do we we lose Lee Cade? Yeah. How did that happen? And and he said, but we still have Brian Young. And they're like, we'll always have Brian Young. (laughs) We're always going to have him. (laughs) No matter what. You guys, is anybody else a little worried about the Mandalorian? No. Why? I've just been reading weird shit. Are you worried you might lose money on it? (laughs) I'm not sure what you mean you're worried about it. (laughs) Uh, we we can talk about it next show. So yeah. as, as I don't I I don't believe anything that I read on those sites. Okay, yeah. well, I, I don't believe wrong. like I don't believe anything on like Screen Rant or oh my god, we got this if covered. Anybody says, and I just got to say to our wonderful fans, do not send me one more fucking article from We Got This Covered. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> don't fucking no. do it. It's all no. bullshit. It's clickbait. They actually, they actually have a whole series of articles talking about how Hayden Christensen has been confirmed for the Obi Wan Kenobi prequel series. <laughs> of course, and it's I have us. had this shared with me, and not just the one, but like three or four of them, and they're like, "Yep, that's a, they're establishing that you know Hayden Star Christensen, blah blah, blah 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 blah." Right there, no, no as, evidence. There is absolutely yeah. no evidence. As as a person who liked the ninth movie, uh, didn't love it. I thought it was all right. Yeah, me too. And as 
and the I'm, I think I'm in the probably the minority here that I liked the Palpatine stuff in the ninth movie. I thought oh, you did. I thought that was really cool up until the Ray connection. I think hmm. they could have they could have made the ninth movie and kept Palpatine's story arc how it was as the guy that was pulling the strings from behind the scenes for the last you know two movies mm-hmm. ever since he quote unquote died and that this was a clone or whatever you want to call it for the reason that he's back. And he clones, you know, he created Snoke. I thought all that was really cool. The and Snoke then, shit, yeah. the Snoke Palpatine shit was cool I and it was creepy. Way cool. And the the yeah. Sith Council shit that was going on under that planet really was cool. so cool. And then all and, of a sudden he's like, "By the way, you are my granddaughter." Really, you guys? And it's, that, and, and then, it doesn't and then, make and then, a lot of sense. Well, it and then make a lot of sense. and then the way they and then the way they explain it. I had a son, and blah blah blah. <laughs> and by and the way, and by the way, it's like it's like. Oh, I oh. forgot to tell you. Any any almost anything would have been a better option than that. Well, like it, his it doesn't name was it, David. It doesn't be always. Careful with, be careful with Kylo. If lips touch that cuck's face, he's gonna die. <laughs> it doesn't always have to come full circle for yeah. a story. Sometimes yeah. it can just branch off in another direction. <laughs> no, and, you're totally and right. End. You know? I, totally I right. had a son. His name was David. David Palpatine. David. <laughs> we, we fought we a were, lot. He was a doctor. Uh, we were estranged. David. We were estranged. We didn't talk for like five years. <laughs> David. David and I butt heads frequently. We he ran away. Really. He ran away with another clone of myself that was female. So you he was are fucking, the product of clone incest. He was fucking himself. <laughs> uh, you, it's like, him, come on, just, just. He, he was <laughs> fucking himself with a vagina. <laughs> anything, anything besides that would have been better. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just want to. Uh, now that, that we're talking about, it, I think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, move on to games. Let's uh, let's do this. Oh, now, they should I... make a TV. Wait, before Disney Disney Plus should have a sitcom with David Palpatine and Daphne Palpatine called like... "Go" F- and they could, should call it "Go Fuck Yourself." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, now uh, you ask me uh, if I'm enjoying the Avengers game, Tony, and I yeah. am. I am indeed. Uh, nice. And then, and then I saw some uh, pictures of the new Xbox that is coming for Christmas. Is that right? Uh huh. November. Uh, it will be out, <laughs> and I think it's the eleventh or something like that. But you saw a picture for an Xbox. There are Xboxes coming oh, out. Oh, because I was looking. At, I was looking at one of them. I saw a picture of one, and it didn't appear to have a slot for the disc for the game yeah. to put in. And that made me a little concerned because I like to have the physical like, discs yeah, yeah. So of the let games. Me, let me uh, allay your concerns, assuage, whatever the word is, and uh, tell you there's two Xboxes coming out uh, this year, as, as well as two PlayStation 5s, um, if, if you're not aware of that as well. So uh, this last week it was announced, finally, the pricing for the Xbox Series X at uh, 499 Okay. And that is the, the big black one that you see that looks like a like a mini fridge almost. It's it's a, a rectangular uh, cube, mm-hmm. uh, quite tall. It can be laid on laid on its side as well. And that one has, if you look closely, a slot for a disc. Okay. Uh, on it. And then they also announced this last week. It was through a leak. And then so this this information I'm going to say was leaked. Um, and then that same night that it was leaked out, and all the all the game outlets were running with it. 
uh, around 2 in the morning or so, Xbox just tweeted out, yeah, the leaks are true. That thing's real. Here's the price. <laughs> ah. And they had actually had a, an event planned for next week that they just, I guess, canceled. But this one, <laughs> it's it's 60% smaller than the Xbox Series X uh, that, that I was just talking about. It's white and uh, has yeah, a that's- big... That's, that's the one I saw. Yeah, yeah. so and it has a big uh, black circle on top that's for vent <laughs> venting for the air. Uh. That that one is digital only. Wait, hold on. Are you are you going to make a joke about the big black one? I'm just going to ask a clarifying and question. The, <laughs> and the white one so being sixty percent smaller. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Shannon. Shannon, the penis joke. We got it. Um, mm-hmm. And so that one will also be here. We go. That one will also be less powerful. Oh! <laughs> Um, and uh, will not have a slot for a disc. It is digital only. But that one will come in at two ninety nine instead of four ninety nine. They'll play all the same games. They're both backwards compatible with all the Xbox One games. Oh, really? And okay. all the Xbox three sixty games that work on Xbox One will work on these as well. Okay. Microsoft setting up an ecosystem where if you buy a game, you'll be able to play it on all for, the systems. On all the for you know on. If you buy any game for any of the past systems, you'll be able to play it on the new systems. Okay. All right. So it looks really cool. I'm excited for it. Any, is, uh, the, any... is, is the white Xbox, does it have more privilege? <laughs> I would, I, you know, in that in that way it does differ because I would say it has less privilege. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, any other uh, games? And then we'll uh, yeah. get to uh, stuff that we've seen. Games coming out this week. Uh, today is the 14th. I am, yeah, I am thoroughly enjoying the Avengers game, though, by the way. And nice. uh, uh, Kamala Khan is kick-ass. She just kicks ass. And, you know, it's funny because I haven't read the comic books with Ms. Marvel. You should. Uh, so I've good. got but them this, all in my classroom, and I haven't read them either. This game, this game is making me want to look into this character. She's just awesome. Anyway. There's an issue where she's in the sewers under New Jersey with Wolverine and she spends the entire storyline telling him that he needs help with his anger management. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, if the shoe fits. Yeah. Um, All right. So coming out this week, uh, game-wise, we have a couple of really notable, uh, possibly really fun games. Um, We have, if you're into soccer, we've got Project Evolution Soccer 2021. Oh, that's just a season update. So if you have it before you're going to get an update for it now on this one. I don't know if that'll cost money or not, but uh, uh, Crisis Remastered is coming out this week. Now, that game uh, debuted in 2007, I think, and this is a remastered version of it. It was known in 2007 as the the PC killer. Um, at the time, its graphics were so advanced and uh, the system requirements of it were so high that nobody could really play it with the settings maxed out and uh, at a at a good frame rate, and so that that went down in history as the uh, the meme of "Can it play Crisis?" Everything after that that was released, <laughs> every system was like, "Well, can it play Crisis?" So they're redoing that with new graphics and everything, and that was a very fun game. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, September 18th. Also on September 18th, uh, this was announced last week by Nintendo. You have a game coming out called uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars for the Nintendo Switch. Now, this is similar to what uh, Nintendo put out for the Super Nintendo back in the day that was just called Super Mario All-Stars. And it was a cartridge with four or five Mario games all on the same cartridge. You had Mario 1, Mario 2, Mario 3, uh, Mario The Lost Levels. They're doing this again for the Switch now, but they're doing it with more recent 
Mario games. So you'll get Super Mario 64, which was mm-hmm. on the N64. You're going to get Super Mario Sunshine for the GameCube. Wow. And then you're going to get Super Mario Galaxy that was out for the Wii. And that will all be on the same cartridge, all three games, for 59 bucks. Um, if you haven't played those games or if you really enjoyed them and you want to go back and play them again, this is a great value. Uh, these games, they never released them again from their primary release, so you either have to have the old systems to play them or, or you you know, could maybe find an emulator to play them on your computer. But uh, really, really cool for 59 bucks. The one thing to note, though, is for whatever reason, Nintendo is making it a limited release. It will only be on the store shelves until March. After mm. that, it's going back in the vault. So if you're interested in picking it up, uh, do so in a timely manner. You can get it on cartridge or digital. All right. So uh, we got uh, we got new Crisis Protocol stuff. Ooh. So Doctor Strange and Wong are now out. Oh, and look how cool. I know people on the show can't see it, but <laughs> Doctor Strange actually comes with magic. Yeah. Um, you got the Ghost Rider. It's got oh, the motorcycle. Looks, oh. Um, that chain and is then, up in the air on the on the figure. Yeah, on the oh, miniature. Cool. And then um, Wasp and Ant Man, and they've right. actually got two versions of each. So you've got the full size version, and then you've got the small size version of each character. And they have different stat lines, so that when they're small, they actually play differently than when they're big. Cool. So, All right. Great figures. I love them. Uh, what else? Uh, anybody else consuming something this week that you wish to pass along? What's that? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to I just want to thank everybody involved in Holy Moly for an amazing season. Um, it was a great season, except for the it, winner. No, the, I know the, the guy, one the guy I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I would have been great with any of them winning except for that. But guy. I, especially, I think like the last four episodes, they were just killing it. Yeah. I could just sit and watch Rob Riggle and his straight man talk for a half hour. Mm-hmm. They just they cracked me up. Um, so. Jumping off my nostalgia kick from uh, Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. I said, Jen, we got to watch Cobra Kai. <laughs> oh, now, now, now that it's on Netflix. Now it's on Netflix, yeah. yeah. So we, we rewatched the whole first season, and I loved it. She came to the same conclusion as me. She goes, God damn, the Karate Kid's kind of an asshole. <laughs> Daniel LaRusso's kind of a dick, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, she, he did ruin Johnny's life, you know? Um, and then like season three, I think I'm about, I mean, season two, I'm about four episodes in and, you know, they don't really explain it. Why the old dojo master from Cobra Kai is back. Why, why does it need an explanation? You know, he's he's just there. No, because he was dead. Oh, he was? When did this happen? Karate Kid 2, man. Fuck. Keep up. Catch up, man. You know, I only watched the first one. Yeah. Uh, Karate Kid 2, he was dead. Right. (laughs) And now he's back. And he doesn't understand why Johnny's being so nice. And Johnny's like, Johnny's going, oh my God, this guy, this, maybe this is the guy that ruined my life. <laughs> and it's just great. And, uh, All right. yeah, so, um, I'm loving Cobra Kai. And I've also, like I told you guys, I've started watching Superstore. Oh yeah. Yes. Great so show. good. Yes. And very good I'm show. also very excited because on the Pecock. <laughs> Season three of AP Pio is on there. Oh, I need to watch ah. that. All, the, like it, all, all the episodes are up. Oh, the oh, whole season. Nice. Yeah, they're not doing it like once a week. So, oh, good. I nice. think I'm gonna start watching that tonight. Is oh, that on the free, or do you have to pay for that one? 
Um, I pay for everything. So. Well, I was, well, they they have different levels, and some of their stuff isn't available on the free tier. You have to pay the five oh. bucks a month. I would, some no, of the I just original I just, stuff. I just paid the money. Jen goes, stop <laughs> paying for things, and I go, but I want to. I like things. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I give. I gotta. I gotta. Uh, express my love and joy for the series that my wife and I binged in about a week and a half all three seasons of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel so good super good that and that could, show. that could have fallen into the uh, subject we talked about earlier where they trick you into learning mm-hmm. you know there were things I've learned in those three seasons about uh, women's rights and things like that in the 1950s and 60s that I had no idea about so yeah or just like women knowing their place, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, in, like, in general, how they were treated in the right. Because you know, I watched that. I haven't watched a lot, but like that, that one episode where she oh, goes man. out and does comedy about yeah uh, that that guy that she was open that everybody knows he's gay. Yeah, shy. But, then she, but she made shy something. Yeah, but she made those jokes, and they're like, "Oh, you're fucking fired." That was like yeah. the very end of season three. That was yeah. heartbreaking. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's a good show. Um, my, uh, I don't know if I. Well, actually, I, I do want you all to watch this. This is your homework. Uh, if you go to networks, there's a documentary called Social Dilemma, and uh, you will delete your Facebook after that. Okay. Uh, uh, where, what's it on? It's on Netflix. It's called Social oh. Dilemma, and it talks about the people who invented most of the social networks that we know. Uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all those. And how they, when they started it, it was like, oh, this is nice because you can catch up with old friends or, you know, a lost dog. Oh, we found a, a liver transplant for this other guy. You know, it was. A, but the algorithms and the artificial yep. intelligence, basically, the people who are running it now don't know how to control it. It's like Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Skynet. It's it larger it's than that. Yeah. Well, and yeah. then they just keep continuing to program for it to make it more like that because the yeah. more like that it is, the easier it is for them to make money. But it, it um, is. It's about influencing. And yeah. uh, you, you will delete your Facebook after this. And I think we all should, frankly. Well, but let, uh, let me tell you, I'm not going to judge anyone that gets on Facebook and stuff frequently, but if it weren't for the podcasting stuff that we do, I would have deleted my account. It's the only reason that I keep mine is for promoting this show and stuff I do on the radio, and that's it. I uh, like I, memes. Yeah, <laughs> but there's there's other platforms you can get memes on, but Facebook yeah, okay. is a big one. For well, that. go go look at it. Um, anyway, oh, and Superstore, here we go, real quick for you, gentlemen. It sounds to me like uh, a lot of these frustrations stem from a sense of powerlessness, which uh, historically has been something that women have had to contend with. Yeah, but they're not powerless anymore. I mean, Amy and Dina run the freaking store, and now the new CEO. All men have left are the NFL and the country. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, that character is one of the funniest. Oh my gosh, he's so funny. He's so I, stupid. I, I love the guy in the um, the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, he's yeah. great. Well, he he's like that, that he episode. So awesome. That, that episode where the corporate magazine comes to town and he's just like, "Fucking hide me." Yeah, because he knows they'll want to yeah. take pictures of him to show the diversity. They love to put us on <laughs> on display. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Mr. B, if you would, please. Well, guys, I just, I'm just i sorry to tell you this. Um, We've just been looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have to push back the release of this ham until no! maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, December mid-2021. I'm sorry. But this ham's ready to go now. I, 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 I understand <laughs> that, that it's ready to go. 
That's uh, a two hundred million dollar ham, well, Shannon. I, I, and we could just deliver it to the house. Mm, I'd for like us that. all. Th- well, yeah. sure, everyone would. Um, everyone would, but we're just not going to do it. Come on. No, we got it. No, we're going to wait. Conspiracy. You're a sheep. It, You're yeah. a sheep. It's probably going to be 2022. Let's just be honest. 2022. <laughs> Indeed. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. gotta be first.